0: Peter Rojas says, I've been wondering if remote-first companies could use a video game that employees play together as a way to facilitate the kind of relationship building that can be tough to create when everyone's not in an office together. Today on Pressing Threads, we're talking about social games as a way to retain employees and keep that kind of cohesion that we're missing because we're all working from home. Peter Rojas today posted an incredible thread. Now, Peter, are you just trying to play video games for your job? Well,
1: the the secret, maybe not so secret, is I do play video games as part of my work now, which is something I mentioned in the thread, but I have been doing meetings in places like Rec Room and Fortnite. And it's a great change from the zoom fatigue that we all get from being on camera all the time. But it is a really it's a it's a useful tool for being able to develop and build a relationship with somebody else. I think games are remarkably useful the structure of a game actually helps facilitate friendships it reduces some of the awkwardness i find from just being placed in a room or situation together with somebody you don't know very well it gives you something to focus on something to do together and then you have a shared experience which you can kind of bond over when you get a victory royale in fortnite with with somebody else you have this emotional moment that you've uh, shared and i think that we underestimate how few opportunities we have to experience powerful emotions with people that we don't know. We're very guarded. And when we do experience or express passion or rage, it tends to be behind a tweet or a Facebook post. But to actually do something with somebody else in sort of a, a shared space, even if it's a virtual one, can be really you know, emotionally in, intense. And I think that's something that is a necessary component to getting to know somebody and becoming friends with them.
0: Yeah, having that triumph together really bonds people, you know, people being just in the trenches together as you know, a common euphemism. It can be so important. Social games are the norm now. We have completely changed from this gaming mentality of maybe 15 or 20 years ago when you like sat in your basement by yourself and played games. You know, so many of the games now require teamwork and cooperation. And that's why they have this enormous opportunity for the workplace, especially in the remote work era. And why I think we need to shift the perception of games from being antisocial to actually being quite social. So what I thought was so fascinating here in your thread was that you talked about this idea of, can somebody make a game that people could play with their coworkers that specifically would enhance cohesion and I think would enhance employee retention, which is so important because you spend so much money trying to recruit and replace employees when they leave. You're not talking about adding gaming elements like achievements and streaks to work or a 2D or 3D virtual workspace or video calls with party games and icebreakers. You're talking about something that feels as engaging as Fortnite, doesn't feel like another job you're doing on top of your work it's not just for meetings there's a collaborative sort of Mm -hmm. virtual economy or quests that you partake in together so you get that bonding there's no grinding so you overwhelm work time it's easy to pick up for everyone and it's a persistent space so you can jump in at any time it's customizable for companies of different size and it's time limited so it doesn't just completely overwhelm everybody you know this is a virtual bowling alley, in a sense. Why do you think this is so important to exist right now? And what else do you think would be important to have in this kind of game?
1: Yeah, it's clear that when COVID ends, which it, it will eventually, we will get past this, that not everyone is going to return to their office job those of us who worked in offices before. We're going to continue to, a lot of us work from home, or we're going to have hybrid workforces. More and more companies, which are starting now, or starting in the coming years, are going to be remote first, not just to save money, but because they found that they can draw from talent from disparate geographies, that they can, you know, that there are people that enjoy, you know, the flexibility of being able to work from home. But one of the things that comes up a lot about work from home, about remote first, about hybrid workforces is, well, how do you sort of, knit everybody together into a team? How do you have people that have never shared a space together feel like they're working towards a common purpose? How do they really develop a a strong company culture? How do you have people just sort of feel comfortable and, and get to know each other when they don't have the opportunity to Casually, serendipitously bump into each other, or get together for lunch, or go out for you know drinks after work. I don't drink, but but certainly that's a popular thing to do. I think that gaming can serve that function, and that's why I think the things that I talked about in the thread, just being a virtual space or just having sort of icebreaker type things, those things are fine, and and I'm a fan of those things as well, and and do them, and and you know use virtual workspaces, and I think those things are very useful for events and for work, but I I think that the game actually is the facilitator, the thing that helps engender those kinds of relationships where people get to know each other that surrounds the work, but isn't the work. I think figuring out what that game or set of games looks like is, that's tough, right? But I think giving people things that they can do together where they have a chance to get to know each other has the potential to solve this really, really big problem that we're going to have with work from home.
0: Because people just don't have the experience of having each other's back. Like when you're in the office together, like you cover for each other and you spend those little recitative moments between the work to getting to bond with each other so that, like, you know, when something rough happens or you know somebody fails, you cut them slack because you know them. You know they've been there for you before. And I think we lose that when you only interact with people through meetings. Exactly. Meanwhile, we're experiencing this massive Zoom fatigue. And I think a large part of that is because in the early part of the pandemic, so many Zoom conversations and meetups was about just happy hour, which mm-hmm. effectively means just like stare at each other's faces and try to figure out who to talk next and what you're actually talking about. And it puts a lot of intense social pressure on people people. That face-to-face interaction can be really intense. And while I think gaming's opportunity is it moves us from face-to-face to to -to shoulder-to-shoulder. Suddenly, you're next to each other, focusing on something external. And when you do that, it structures a lot of the interactions. You know what you're going to be doing. You know what you're going to be talking about. And you can still have outside conversations and tangents that happen in between those moments. But when you have that major focal point, it feels so much less demanding and emotionally exhausting. What do you think about that concept of how we can uh, recreate that sense of shoulder to shoulder interaction that you get when people play sports together or watch sports together when you can't actually be together? And, And what else needs to happen to facilitate that so it doesn't become overly competitive or something where people feel like, oh, I'm not good at this. So it's just like a way I'm disappointing my teammates in another fashion. Yeah and
1: and I think that's why you know gotten a lot of feedback which I was looking for when I posted this a lot of people saying well I don't like to play games or or not everyone likes to play games and I I I think that is obviously true a lot of people don't like to play games and and wouldn't like their company to have something like this I think by the same token a lot of people don't want to work from home or don't want to work on remote teams, and so I think there is going to be some element of self-selection, or, or, you know, companies that have this may not be the right place for everybody. Just in the same way that there are a lot of companies that I wouldn't want to work for because of the way that they work, um, or the the culture, or that they require people work in an office, which is something that I'm personally not interested in anymore. And so, you know, I still think that it is a legitimate concern right about gaming and whether it appeals to everybody. So I think the challenge is, you know, designing something that is appealing to people that is flexible enough. I don't know exactly what it looks like. I could imagine something that felt like a a little bit like an RPG, maybe it's even has a fantasy or sci-fi or setting of some kind where people have a, you know, virtual identity, virtual role that they can play in that game and and you know, and part of that world can be not much happens. You just sort of have your life. You can go there and, and hang out or uh, chat with other people or, or be a shopkeeper or whatever kind of you know thing you want to do. But you can also participate in activities or quests or things that aren't necessarily have to happen all the time, but can be. Hey, we're going to do this for half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think actually, um, Rec Room. You know, I'm an investor in the company, but Rec Room does a really great job of this, where they have uh, quests that you can play with your friends. You sort of go through a laser tag type sci-fi environment where you're trying to defeat Jumbotron, right? And they're designed to be about 45 minutes. You play them with your friends and, you know, they're not so hard that you're grinding and miserable, but you have to cooperate and revive your teammates if they go down and uh, strategize about what you want to do. But Rec Room isn't just that, right? You can go and just go into a room and hang out or you can go and watch people do a performance. I think people did a a Princess Bride performance uh, last year in it and people have gotten married in it. So I think that like, you know, I I, I envision the space being flexible enough to accommodate lots of different ways in which somebody might want to participate. And I think that, you know, it's been interesting to see how users of Animal Crossing have sort of cut against Nintendo's intended usage. I think of it and tried to bring in a virtual clothing and and brands. It shows that that some people want to sort of play the game of Animal Crossing, but some people want to play the game of Animal Crossing as a a place where they go and connect and and exchange with other people, right? Our company has a Skyrim type game where you can go and be a magic user who goes on quests with other people or you can be, you know, uh, a shopkeeper who goes and sells magical items and crafts them to other people and maybe occasionally goes on a mission or something like that. But everyone is sort of in a shared space together and it's fun and you can participate. in The way you make it inclusive is by not having, by having different ways that people can participate in the world.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that that's one of the biggest questions here is how do you make this one size fits all? Because we haven't seen that in the past. Yes, there has been an explosion of casual gaming. As you wrote about, you know, Roblox did 150 million MAUs in July, Minecraft did 131 million in October, you know, Nintendo sold over 22 million copies of Animal Crossing, Fortnite has 350 million registered users, Among Us hit 100 million downloads. And there's also games like Werewolf and D&D that have grown significantly in popularity recently. But the thing is that we haven't seen games that perfectly cross over between that and the more Call of Duty, League of Legends, really intense hardcore gaming style. And I think a product that would work for offices would probably have to encompass both. It needs to be something that both very casual gamers can feel like they can participate and especially help other people, while more competitive hardcore gamers with more experience don't feel totally bored like it's a sort of a very passive experience. And I think one thing that I really hope is is involved in this, the concept of reviving somebody for <laughs> work. Something you do that doesn't take a ton of work on your part really helps somebody else. The cutest TikTok I saw recently was a dad and his like, Five-year-old daughter playing Call of Duty together, and her daddy dies, and she's like, "I'm coming, Daddy!" And she like, parachutes <laughs> in, shoots on, and then like defeats some other guy and revives her dad. And I was like, "Oh my god, that is family goals right wow. there!" Yeah. I think like that that kind of experience where you feel like, "Oh wow, like this person did me this big solid. I want to have their back in the conference room from now on." That's the experience that could really drive the kind of deep retention of employees that saves companies tons of money, that increases productivity, that increases. Seren- serendipitous collaboration and ideation. that I think all these companies are really chasing because right now when you're only meeting in meetings, you have a, an agenda for every moment of collaboration. It's so hard to sort of branch out and have those spontaneous ideas or those things that can lead to whole new product lines, new features, big new ideas, uh, because you're just so constrained by by you know the, the agenda of a Zoom meeting.
1: I think you make a, a very good point there because if people feel very invested in their character or in the game that they're playing, it's going to make it harder to leave the company, right? And 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 I think it's actually harder to leave for a, maybe a good reason, right? In the same way that sometimes you don't want to leave a company because of your coworkers and and the relationships that you have, and it, it's you know something that you don't want to leave behind, right? And that's a positive thing. That's not a nefarious thing that people that companies do, right? But I think the other thing is I look at like Grand Theft Auto Online. And, you know, how that has evolved uh, almost unintentionally over the years, but people can role play, like the role playing that people do within GTA now, a GTA online, it does encompass a lot of different types of behaviors, right? People role play as being like a regular person <laughs> in GTA online, not, you know, while other people role play as a crime Lord, right? And, and I think that, that you know, that offering the ability to be able to participate in the, the world in a way that you find engaging, suitable, suit your temperament. I think that's going to be really, really you know, key to this. And it kind of seemed a little weird to some people at first, right? But you know, I, I think that the benefits that a company can have to having a genuine social layer <laughs> to their company culture, I, I think that's really, really powerful. And I think, again, I think for teams that are all remote, this stuff is, it's hard to reproduce and, and the things that people are trying to do to reproduce it right now, I don't think work very, very well.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the last wave of social innovation was so much about being in the spotlight, whether it's micro entertainment on TikTok or live streaming apps, where you're something you have to really carry all the attention yourself. And I think that that is just imposing so much weight upon people. And that's not what the real world is like. When you go to a bar, when you go to a party, it's not like everybody's looking at you at the same time. And that's what a Zoom happy hour can feel like when you're suddenly in the speaker view. And yeah. so I think when, when you offer people an opportunity, to say, get the spotlight off of me. It becomes more about the team and that whole and the cohesion between everybody. And that's what we're so sorely lacking right now. I had this happen with me, like a group of friends who I hardly hung out with before. I had one really close friend in the group. We all started playing Overwatch together. Now we play multiple times a week. And people that I've only met once in person are becoming some of my closest friends. And I think that 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 opportunity really shows that not only is there a need for this in the office space, I think there's just a general depth. Death of acquaintanceship that has occurred, especially due to isolation and quarantine in the COVID era, is that people just don't get those opportunities to serendipitously run into people that they maybe know tangentially, or they've had a few interactions with, or they work with, and be able to continually strengthen those bonds. And those are the kind of people that make you know a city feel like home, make an office mm-hmm. feel like a family. And when you lack that, the, the social bonds start to come undone, and people start to feel very isolated. And when you're isolated, and you're depressed... It becomes so much harder to be productive. So I think as counterintuitive as it might be, offering us more games to play could actually make us more productive.
1: Obviously, I agree with that. Someone pointed out they work for a big gaming company and they played their own game a lot as part of, the, part of work, right? Not unsurprisingly. And what she told me was that if somebody didn't show up to play, it was a signal like, hey, check in on this person. Maybe something's going on. And, you know, sometimes people are like, hey, I just got busy or, you know, I'm trying to make a deadline or whatever. But sometimes it created a good signal to be able to figure out maybe they're having some issues or there's a challenge or something. When people all work from home, you miss those signals, right? It's harder to sort of tell if somebody's struggling or having a problem or maybe just need somebody to check in on them and and ask how they're doing. And sometimes just asking how somebody's doing, just that can be really huge for somebody who is. Isolated and struggling. And I'm not saying there isn't like that, you know, so much more, but I think, you know, companies, if you're going to have remote first teams, everybody working from home, I think companies have to be even more mindful about the mental wellness and well being of their team members. And a game can be one, a way to help foster those relationships and, and strengthen them internally. But I think also if somebody isn't playing or falling off, it helps you understand that maybe there's something you need to check in on. Maybe you need to like touch base with them. I think that we've lost those social cues when you move from IRL to work from home.
0: Well, I, I love that idea. And I think we could really have games create a more empathetic workplace. And I also think somebody needs to build these same kind of games for relationships, for romance, for people being able to lay in bed next to each other and play a game together, do gifting for each other, experience triumph together, because those kind of experiences can make us feel so much closer, especially when so much of our day-to-day with our romantic partners or the people we live with is all about logistics. The world's sort of cold and dry enough as it is. Well, thank you, Peter Rojas. I really want to thank you, incredible investor early stage companies at at Betaworks. If you're building something in this gaming for the workplace space, please contact him. Uh, And thanks again for joining Pressing Threads, where we talk to the authors of the greatest Twitter threads and get the insights behind the tweets. Thanks again, Peter. And we'll see you next time on Pressing Threads. I'm Josh Constein from SignalFire.